Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. I did it for The Rock. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Hold three. The moss covered, three handled family gradunzel. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Number four, arm bar. It's a different kind of high tonight for Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero gets his redemption. Eddie Guerrero has exercised his demons. Ladies and gentlemen, Los Marcos are back. We're back with another episode. Lots of stuff happening. Um, Kells and Nask, what's up, guys? There's vegan Nask in these streets. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how we're going to start this episode off? That's how we're starting off. Super early. Super yeah, early. Brian Lumberjack on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hand me down shirt, hand me down pants. <laughs> only thing new is my sneakers. That's the only thing I don't fuck. I got to make sure my carbon footprint is fresh. <laughs> oh, Lord. This guy already started. I already want to kick you off the court. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's You okay. introduce yourself? Burnside Bully? <laughs> um, you know, the Burnside Bullies here, ladies and gentlemen. The fan favorite, um, drinking some cafecito, you know, Bustelo on decky. I got the semi on me, don't try me. You know, it's been a great week for wrestling news. It's been a great week for wrestling. Um, NFL playoffs were great, you know. Unfortunately, I have to go back to work next week, but it's okay. We shout out to everyone on the hangover from work. Mm, yes. Bro, I, I've been on vacation for almost a month, so... You know, well, I've been chilling. We already started the pot off on a sad note that you know Oscars are vegan now, but on a much, much more sadder <laughs> note, <laughs> the great uh, Mean Gene Oakland passed away last week. So R.I.P. to him. I think we all loved them. Uh, childhood, the boys of our. Uh, WWE childhood fandom, WCW fandom. It was fucking a sad fucking week with that happening. He was, like Varro said, the voice of our childhood, the voice of a lot of Slim Jim commercials, the voice of that commercial with Kevin Hart and Snickers. He was, he means the world to a lot of us as wrestling fans. And he was only, what, 75? And I thought he was much older than that. Yeah, did you guys see the, the, it was like a, he took a bad fall apparently. And I guess complications from that. He just couldn't recover. Meanwhile, Jimmy Snooker's still taking falls. <laughs> wow. Wait, did he die? I don't even remember. Whatever. He's on the verge, I think. That's why they're not pursuing his case. Okay. Yes, yes that's Tamina's, do- Tamina's father that Vince McMahon paid to get off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just here for hot takes. <laughs> Tells any, any mean gene stories well you know now once again i'm probably gonna piss people off here but i don't want to be an ageist here but for oscar to say he was only 75 it's like he's 75 you know so it's sad that he you know he passed but 
you know, when you're 75 and you fall, that's, bro, that's that's dangerous. Why is Ric Flair still here? Ric Flair hasn't bumped in a while. And Ric Flair has, like, years of, like, cocaine <laughs> and drugs in his body. So he's got, like, that. You know, like, crackheads, they, like, never die. Or cokeheads never die. They're, like, always around. But um, it's like that, that Chris Rock thing where he was, like, you know, when, when you die and you're old, you always die of old age. Because, like, if you get hit by a bus, you would have seen the bus if you weren't old. You know, it's one of those things. But um, shout out to Mean Gene. That's my guy, you know. Um, he was there for pretty much the most important moment in wrestling history. He's the man who interviewed Hulk Hogan at Bash at the Beach. And he's also part of all the Macho Man um, promos, the cream rises to the top, um, nothing but garbage. So Mean Gene is somebody who was very important to the business, and he was somebody that you could tell he actually cared about wrestling. So there hasn't been anybody like him, so it's kind of whack that he's gone. Yes, and he was also part of the Booger T slip-up. Hulk Hogan, oh, yes. we coming for you. That's, and, uh, <laughs> that's That's what I thought Kels meant by the most important moment in wrestling history. That's what I thought, too. That's what I, I thought you were going there. Because no. to me, that's the most important moment. No, but well, it, he, it definitely is a Hogan moment. He's got a couple of good botches. He's got that other botch with Bret Hart. I mean, not with Bret Hart, where the um, where I forgot who he's interviewing and like the poster falls, the background, and he's like, "Who set this up?" <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, but because Bret Hart never botches. <laughs> That's true. He never does. Ever. The goat. The he's he's the excellence of execution for a reason. I agree with that. All right, Kels, you want to introduce a new segment to this podcast? Oh yeah. Okay. So, moving on. So apparently we have a new segment which is created by me because I felt like it because <laughs> I do the rundown here. So if there's any topics you want us to talk about, you can contact, you know, Varro and Oscar, who I don't know what he's doing over there, but um, you can contact them and they can let me know. But today we have what's called the fan shout out of the week. Oh, God. Now, in the group chat. Um, Oscar, what are you doing over there, bro? Walking around these streets. You are making mad noise right now. I apologize. And you're, and you're interrupting my. Inconvenience. You're interrupting my segment, bro. All right, I got a piping hot comment right now. So in the group chat, in the group chat, apparently, um, Mr. Varro sent me some tweet that somebody sent the pod, um, from the real flow which is F-L-O. And I'm just going to start by saying there's only one flow, and it's progressive flow, okay? Now, the tweet states, why is Kels personally attacking me in every episode by talking shit about fat people? <laughs> Question mark. Shaking my head. I'm about to show up in NYC like Kingpin looking for Kels. Now, you know, I read the tweet, and frankly, I was... I felt attacked because <laughs> somebody wanted to say that I like to attack fat people. Well, Which you know what does. they say. You know what they say, bro. And this is to you, Flo, fan of the pod. I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. But <laughs> if the shoe fits, just wear it, bro. Um, if you don't like the fact 
that I'm shouting out fat people and I'm attacking fat people, then you should follow Oscar's, you know, footsteps and get on a vegan diet, go to the gym, lose some weight, and, you know, just continue on about your business. Now, I also went through his Twitter and this guy is a fan of A Star is Born, whack-ass fucking movie. Whoa, no, no, no. I'm on that hot, I'm on that hot take, way too. Nah. Hot take, nah. hot take. The movie's garbage. No. And then I, I also I noticed... Seen it. I want to watch it. I also noticed that Flo is from San Antonio <laughs> and is a fan of Indiana teams. Now, shout-out to the coach. Shout-out to Andrew Luck. He's a very good quarterback. But Flo... You're from San Antonio, bro. He, he's, and, uh, he's originally from Indiana. But he's from San Antonio. <laughs> now, if, anybody, first, he's anything, from if anybody knows anything about San Antonio, is that San Antonio is fucking whack. I've been there before, and that river walk, that's not a river. In the words of Charles Barkley, it's a creek. And y'all got some big old women down there. <laughs> Yeah, I got some big old women down there. So, you know, if you feel like I'm personally attacking you, Flo, I'm not sorry. Because, frankly, I am. And, you know, <laughs> do yourself a favor and you can read an article called The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haith, which was posted in The Atlantic on the September 2015 issue, which is about this exactly. I don't care if you don't like what I say, and if what I'm saying is <laughs> triggering you, you can continue to be triggered. And I just want to put this out here before anybody tries to attack me and say I'm some alt-right cuck incel. I am a registered Democrat, but what I am not—he's not, not a problem boy yet. Who is going, he's going to be politically correct and is going to change the definition of the words. Okay, I'm not going to change the definition of the words. So once again. If you don't like what I'm saying, and if you don't like the problem, then fix it, okay? <laughs> then fix it. And hot take, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Not even a hot take. And let me, let me give you some history, okay? There was a time when the Burnside bully was actually chubby. There was a time when the Burnside bully was south of 200 pounds. And you know what the Burnside bully did? He started eating clean, and he went to the gym, and he leaned down, and now I'm a sex symbol, and I'm beautiful. <laughs> and you can do the same. You can do the same. But this please, is... please, shout out to you, Flo. Thank you for listening. I don't thank you for your concerns about what I'm saying. I'm not going to change. And, you know, I hope that your Colts don't make it to the Super Bowl because of your comment. <laughs> Flo, and, if you want to go on a vegan diet, we got you. And, and speaking of diets, you know, Oscar wants to tell us about how Daniel Bryan has inspired um, the changes in his life. So let's hear about this, Oscar. Wait, uh, Kels, Kels, I mean, I, I do, I, I, hold on, Kels, I have an update for that. Um, what? Yes, yesterday, Flo in another group chat texted that he's buying a Peloton bike and he's going to see how much weight he can lose. So, you know, you're, you're out here changing lives. Wow. Look at that. Kels has been insulting me for being fat for over a decade. It didn't do anything. <laughs> it took one Daniel Bryan promo. And I was like, you know what? I need to change my life. In the words of Kobe Bryant, 
you're welcome. And this is just a side note before Oscar continues. My my friend who I am close friends with, Mr. Leslie, shout out to Leslie, he lives in Vegas. Um, he came to visit me last year and for about three days straight, I fat shamed him. And then I continued to fat shame him over the group chat. And Mr. Leslie, proud to say, has switched to a ketogenic diet and has lost 40 pounds in the past eight months. So I'm very proud to say that I will continue to fat shame people <laughs> till they lose weight because we need healthy Americans. That's why our military is hurting. We don't have enough soldiers because there's too many fat people in this country that can't join. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the fat soldiers who couldn't do their job, though. <laughs> Oh, Lord. We get very, we get treated rather badly in these streets. But shout out to y'all, I can do your job. But yeah, I don't know. Daniel Bryan, like he spoke to me. This, this vegan lifestyle. I saw the change in him. I saw the attitude, the demeanor, the fact that he's over here winning championships without being a fan favorite. And I was like, you know what? That's what you need to be. Get ahead in life. Just need to be a vegan and treat people badly, and it works out for you. <laughs> so here I am, 2019. <laughs> With these, with these goals, hand me down everything. Like I said, just just focus on doing what's best for you, not not what's best for the people around you. Just you. I mean, not that I'm not a fucking shallow bastard my whole life, but now it's gonna be even worse. <laughs> if you know me really well, you, you know I care about my friends to an extent, but I mainly care about myself. So now it's gonna be worse. <laughs> I don't I don't like this vegan shit. This is this is like pure Illuminati. It might be, it to... might not be. You guys all join us. I don't like this. Go, at all. We're all gonna go eat at this vegan Mexican restaurant. That's actually vegan rest that's Mexican what, restaurant. That's what we're not gonna that's, do. <laughs> that's I've been trying to sell this restaurant to these these two for the past week. Changed my life. And Daniel Bryan can change your lives too. <laughs> oh man. All right. Those since, are my thoughts about veganism for 2019. <laughs> since we're doing fan interaction, I figured we'd go read some more reviews that we've gotten on uh, iTunes. If you guys haven't, you know, go rate and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us those five tens. So first review, Hot Takes Galore is the title of the review. He said, gotta love this podcast for the hot takes and this hilarious New York City references. Somebody get Varro a pair of wheat double sole tins, please. That's Joey Crab ninety five. Shout out Joey. We know who you Shout are. Shout out to Joey. Shout out to Joey. And then another another review we got. Hot Pod is the name of the of the review. As the guys say, this pod is fire. I like the format very much, a guy's podcast. I like the hot takes and the trash talk. Oscar, stay true to WCW. I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran, and this pod reminds me of three army guys sitting around talking about wrestling and busting balls. I give it five tens. That's (laughs) and that's the reviews of the week. Shout out! Shout out the homie I served with. Well, yeah, that's fucking. His username was I think Redbeard. Yeah. Yeah, Redbeard. Shout out. It's basically how me and Kel try to make it. It's basically just fucking people just bullshitting, sitting down bullshitting. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Unless Kels is fat shaming, then he's 100% serious. <laughs> about what, fat people? Yes. Oh, I'm serious about fat people. That's, that's what I said. When, when it's Bloomberg... All, it's all fun and game, except for that. 
when Bloomberg mentioned the soda tax, I literally jizzed in my pants. <laughs> jizzed in my pants when that happened. But you know, when, that that didn't happen. So when that happened, I bought like I bought like seven twenty four packs just to, you know, be on to top all of you, it before they charge the taxes. And to all you fat people who are trying to lose weight and you're gonna say, Oh, I'm gonna switch to Diet Coke. Do yourself a favor and read about Diet Coke and what it can do to your genetic code. That shit is dangerous. All right, guys? Unless you're a genetic freak, like Big Papa Pump, (laughs) you shouldn't do it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right, guys. A lot lot has happened in the past, I think, seven days, the last seven days that we recorded. Where do you guys want to start off? Um, You guys want me to start, or what What are we doing? Um, Yeah, you could... You could run off the first topic. There's a lot. Well, I think it's mostly all connected because we can kind of like maybe run everything through at once and then maybe kind of break it because we got the indie stuff and then we got the WWE. Yeah, I think all the topics are elite. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. You know, the the wrestling scene right now, you know, that picture of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in in Philadelphia. We had the board and he's like, he's doing all his conspiracy theories. That's basically what the wrestling scene is right now in one picture because there's so much stuff going on and nobody knows that anything's going to happen for sure. Like, no one can be 100% sure. It's crazy right now. Well, let's see. So, starting off, right? So, Wrestle Kingdom was last week, which we'll discuss later. But apparently, All Elite... Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and New Japan had a meeting after Wrestle Kingdom to discuss how these businesses are going to work together in the future. Now, apparently, what's come out of that, which was a con- you know connected to Meltzer, but then Meltzer came back a couple a couple episodes later and said things are changing minute by minute. But what's happening is that apparently Ring of Honor and New Japan will continue their relationship. But Ring of Honor will not have a relationship with All Elite because Ring of Honor sees All Elite as a competitor. Um, the reason for that is because All Elite has began to make offers to wrestlers. Um, and apparently their payment and what they're offering wrestlers is similar or even more than what WWE is paying their talent. Um, I think right now All Elite is looking for a main event heel. Because apparently Cody will not be wrestling as much and will not be highlighted as much, seeing as he's part of the company. Because and then also Brandy has a, uh, she's on the like directors board or something like that, right? Like she's has one of those positions. Yeah, she's she's a high high position. I think like executive director or something like that. Yeah, um, and then when we talk about that stuff, we have that. So we got apparently like, and then this is all the fallout. So. Uh, Juice Robinson, who beat Cody for uh, the U.S. Uh, championship in uh, NJPW, just signed a three-year deal with them. Um, WWE also apparently made Kenny Omega a contract offer. Um, this contract offer, though, does not have any creative control over the Kenny Omega cleaner one-winged angel character. Um, this is important because there's apparently rumors that Omega will be possibly leaving New Japan. Um, also, we have another wrestler from New Japan, Sonata, possibly leaving to WWE. 
And there's rumors that the reason why WWE is trying to go after so many overseas talent in Japan is that just like there's an NXT UK, there is a talk of NXT Japan becoming a thing. So what do you guys think of that? So much the process, but uh, Kenny Omega not giving him creative control, that is crazy. If they really want him, they would throw the bank at him and give him control of his character, let him write his own shit. I think with All Elite, he has that power right now. I don't think that's something that anybody would want to give up, especially once you get a taste for it. You can book your own shit. You can book your own matches, your feuds. Um, I'm sure he'll be. He he wouldn't want to go over all the time. Like he'll take L's. But I think that that that's crazy. That they offered him the money, but not the creative control. And like I feel like Vince would just try to. Would I don't know if he'd ruin him, but he wouldn't use him correctly. Like give him a feud with like Bobby Lashley right away or something like that. Kenny Omega would be cutting a promo and then Bobby Lashley <laughs> would walk out twerking from backstage. Like, <laughs> as for the um the Cody Rhodes uh not having a big spotlight because he'd be the one of the part owners, I think that's great. Every time a part owner tries to get involved, unless his name is Jeff Jarrett, it goes horribly wrong. I love Jeff Jarrett, so I will not take any Jeff Jarrett slander, but I know that he should have not. He shouldn't have been the king of the mountain like 40,000 times in <laughs> TNA. So I think that's a good idea. I think Cody can focus on running a business the same way um, his father did with NXT and other promotions. I, as for the Kenny Omega thing, I just I, I I could see Vince just trying to throw a bag at him and not give him creative control, but Kenny Omega is not one that's going to run towards the bag unless it's like five times what he makes now, so. I think, like Varo said, and Kyle's basically said, like if he doesn't get creative control, he's not going to sign, and I can't blame him for it because he is the hottest wrestler in the world today. I don't agree with it, but he is. His contract with New Japan ends on January 31st, and if you guys saw the, you guys watched the All Elite episode of them announcing All Elite Wrestling. I think we talked about it. No, I didn't watch it. Alright, so they did, basically they all had like timers on their cell phones, and they all met up, and as soon as the timers went off, they all had All Elite Wrestling uh, logos on their phones, but Kenny Omega wasn't part of that video, so people were speculating that he might not be going with them, but on their latest episode of All Elite Wrestling, after Wrestle Kingdom, they had Kenny there, and clearly they had Kenny say that he, he had lost his phone, and that's why... Like, they're writing it so that that's why he wasn't part of the All Elite Wrestling announcement. And to end the video, it cuts to a phone on the floor outside the Tokyo Dome. And it's making the same the same alarm clock sound that it was making for uh, the original All Elite Wrestling announcement. So a lot of people are assuming that means he's going to All Elite. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It would make something that makes sense for him to go to that promotion. But the thing also with All Elite is like all these wrestlers that go and say All Elite Wrestling does fail, which I don't want it to. Say it fails, they can always go back and go to WWE and get paid. I don't think WWE is going to be oh, we don't want you anymore. Because then they'll just go back to New Japan or ROH. 
kind of like or impact i don't know if they have the financial stability for that but like financially they can always have backups but didn't New Japan? New Japan is is gonna stay open to working to all elite with all elite. So it's because remember last year, Kenny's well, contract. Well, that's is, the thing we don't know. But Kenny's contract was up last year, and he did the same thing where people were like, "Oh, Kenny's coming to WWE. He's, he's gonna show up to Royal Rumble, whatever." And then he just resigned the contract, and he got his match with Okada. The other thing is Tanahashi and him; they're one and one. They have to do a third match. So maybe he extends for a little bit, does the final match, or, you know, because you can't leave that trilogy, like, dead in the water. Unless they just say, screw you, Kenny, and then they just say, we're going to push Osprey and make him the top babyface and then make um, Jay White the top heel. But, you know. Well, I think Osprey push is coming. Oh, it's coming. Ibushi. That was a nice finish to that match, but we'll we'll talk about that. Um, The rocket is strapped. Yeah, definitely. But um, All Elite Wrestling is having a press conference. To I guess since everybody will be listening to this on Tuesday, it'll be today. I think today is the press conference for All Elite Wrestling. So we're going to probably get details on signings, on um, where events will take place, stuff like that. So uh, just stay tuned tomorrow. I'm sure if you follow anybody that's part of the Elite, they'll tweet out links to the press conference and whatnot. Yeah. And if not, you can follow, follow Varo on Twitter or Instagram at underscore dos uno, and he will let you guys know all the inside scoops. Hey, we might might do like a little emergency pod, reaction pod to the press conference, but uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, but um, also, but the AW is making moves though, because apparently they made contract offers to Pentagon and Phoenix. And then they actually did sign some talent. They just, they signed um, SoCal Uncensored, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio to a contract. So, you know, they got some veterans now. Christopher Daniels definitely one of the more famous indie wrestlers of all time, which is pretty good. And then New Japan, seeing as they're losing some talent, um, they, they re-signed Chase Owens. And then Rocky Romero signed... A contract with them as well so like you said uh ww i mean the wrestling scene right now is out of control everybody's going everywhere it's it, it's like nba free agency at this point or like because nobody knows what's gonna happen and nobody wants to come to the knicks so it's just like nba free agency well the, well we Wait, know who that are the, who are the knicks impact oh uh, yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> Thank you, Cosby. <laughs> Thank you, Cosby, for nailing that point. <laughs> Could you imagine um, Clyde Drexler doing impact matches? Um, he's he's going to say, Brian Cage is swishing in dition. <laughs> Talk about Walt Frazier, fool? Yeah, Clyde. That's his nickname, bro. The oh, fuck? I'm, I'm thinking about Clyde Drexler. My and bad. you call yourself a Knicks fan. I'm Shit. not a Knicks fan. Oh, no, you're a Mets fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neither one is better. Oh yeah, it's, these are facts. It's a fact. <laughs> um, but speaking of Oscar's um, child and his favorite brand, for some reason, I don't know why <laughs> this guy loves Impact. But apparently, there was an announcement that after being on the MAGA channel, um, Impact will be streaming also on Twitch. And then on top of that, uh, Ed Norholm, who is one of the heads of Impact, says that Impact is open 
to working and signing deals with um, NJPW and also AEW. So they do not see AEW as a competitor. And, but I wonder how this is going to affect their relationship with Ring of Honor. I think nobody sees Impact as a competitor. No, no I'm, saying, re- I'm saying Impact doesn't see AEW as a challenge. Well, the thing is, yeah. Impact nobody is, sees Impact as a challenge. That's why. Impact it's like, is like, It's like your little cousin. My mom said you got to play with me. <laughs> Basically. Well, I think Impact is smart because they're, they're going to be open to working with all promotions. Everybody. And that's a smart thing to do. You don't want to lock yourself out of not having certain talent because if all elite signs people like say pentagon and phoenix you you want to have those guys come on to your show and put on some good matches and bring in like fans of those particular wrestlers you don't want to lock yourself out to not being able to work with anybody they're they're smart and if they can like work out bookings and who goes over and who who goes who loses then you know, without hurting their talent, if they can do it right, balance it. It's a great, it's a great move from them, and the Twitch move is great too. Like, I can watch that on my PS4. I thought Twitch was just for people who play video games and girls that twerk and playing video games. Twitch is for streaming, and then you can watch um, UFC fights on there, which is oh, great. Oh, I, I just thought it was for video games or people yeah, twerking. People, people stream the UFC fights sometimes, so I use it for that. So, I don't watch people play video games. I don't get the fascination behind that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't play video games. So I don't get the fascination no, with that. No, no hate. Own. No hate on video game streamers. I, I just, it's just not for me. Like, I, the, I can't sit there the, and watch somebody play a video game. The appeal of playing video games and streaming it. Well, shout out to MK Fire and Ice. I follow him on YouTube. For example, if I want to buy a game, but I'm not sure... I just watch somebody play it for a little bit, and then I go, okay, this looks pretty decent, and then I go buy it. Or if you suck at Fortnite like me, and you know you want to see people get killed in Fortnite, you just go watch Ninja, or you go watch Tifu, and it's entertaining. So Louie needs to fucking twitch his fucking Fortnite games. But I wonder if Impact <laughs> is going to also open their Twitch channel to donations, because on Twitch people can donate money. I wonder if people are going to donate money to Impact, because they definitely need it. Burn! <laughs> I, I would donate I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just happy I can I can watch it now. Yeah, it's, but it's still it, gonna be at that ten o'clock slot though, time slot, which is trash. Impact is smart though, because what what's the phrase is like you don't wanna be the guy who owns the boat, you wanna be friends with the guy that owns the boat. So they're just gonna like borrow everybody's fucking talent. It's mm-hmm. like having it's like having an older brother who has like who's like a hype beast. You can wear his supreme shit. You know? Makes total sense. I wish I wish I had an older brother like that. Oh Lord, scam <laughs> personal guys. <laughs> nah, it's it's a good move for Impact. Uh, I'll I'll I don't know if you can DVR stuff on Twitch, but maybe it'll force me to watch live. Did you just say DVR? Yeah, bro. Who DVRs anymore? Who has cable? This this twenty nineteen. If you don't have Hulu Live. Or PS, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, on PlayStation Plus. On PS View, I DVR PS View. It just records it. Or YouTube TV. Like, if you're still on the cable wave, you are a slave to corporate America. (laughs) You need to be on this vegan lifestyle and have hand-me-downs and stream everything. I'm a a cable cutter. I have have PlayStation View. (laughs) Cord cutter. Cord cutter. cutter. I've known Varo since, like, what, 2014? This nigga has not had cable this whole time. 
since 20 <laughs> bro Yannick's was late bro i haven't had i haven't had cable since 08 98 08 that's and, the year i met cows and in the early 2000s i had what you call it i had the the hot box the hot box yes i had the I had the, the hack shit from you know poppy saying? poppy was making sandwiches on one side, and he had the illegal kill box on the other side. Shout out to that bodega. You know, shout who out, shout out to the, shout out to the people who know about Spice TV, aka Hotnet. Y'all already know. <laughs> fire. And if fire you don't know content. about that, I mean, that means that means you your family had cable all these years. Either oh, your family had cable and you had money, or you was broke as shit and you didn't even have a hot box. Or you just, or you're just too young. Maybe In that, that case, you need to go to the WWE Network and watch WCW. So you can see some real wrestling. Wow. I don't know how you managed to flip that into a WCW promo, but okay. <laughs> I I managed, I can flip anything into a WCW promo. All right. It's literally live and breathe that company still. Well, WCW is now WWE, and WWE has announced um, their own signing. It's not really huge. It's kind of, I guess, but WWE signed former punter. That's right, an NFL punter, Pat McAfee to a multi-year deal. Um, McAfee will not be a talent. He will be brought on to do media. So um, if anybody knows Pat McAfee, he's a former Colts punter. Um, he was He's constantly like tweeting about wrestling all the time throughout his whole career. If you go look at his Twitter, it's like full of wrestling tweets. And then eventually he started podcasting and then talking about wrestling and stuff. And apparently Michael Cole hooked him up. He did a couple of gigs for WWE, and now WWE has signed him to a deal. So good for him because we know that a lot of NFL players have a hard time finding jobs after their careers are over. So good for Pat. He's part of a billion-dollar corporation now, so I think he'll he'll be all right. Doing another that. from one billion-dollar corporation that's involved in CTE to another organization that's involved in CTE. Good for him. <laughs> You're really taking this uh, Daniel Bryan shtick personally. <laughs> He was, a, no. he was a punter, man. He was a punter. He didn't get hurt. Hey, um, quick question. Didn't they sign ACH? WWE as well or no? Who? Didn't WWE sign ACH? Somebody signed ACH. If you don't know who ACH is, I'm going to smack both of you. You mean, wait. You, that, yeah, but that was like two weeks ago. I, I wasn't sure. We didn't talk about it, so I wasn't sure. No, because that was... um, No, actually, no. They didn't sign him. That was... Remember, it was... um. There was a what is it a, a rumor that he is bound. Apparently, he was he signed like the same week that Walter signed. So okay. everybody was like overseeing was like over on the Walter thing because I think that was the same like the same time frame that ACH and Sammy Guevara were trying out and stuff like that for Impact. But they I think obviously ACH went to WWE. But that's just another black guy who's gonna be lost in the shuffle like Apollo Cruz, you know. He's I gonna wish be, you weren't correct on he's that. He's going to be twerking with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Show him the pose. Show him the pose. <laughs> <laughs> you think Lashley says that to his wife? Show me the pose. <laughs> I don't know. Does Bobby Lashley talk outside of a WWE event? He doesn't even talk at WWE events. Exactly. <laughs> fucking wearing his headband. He should go play for the fucking... 2003 Cavaliers and the Clippers since he wants to wear a headband so badly. Shout out Quentin Richardson and Darius the God Miles. Yeah, they had everyone in school doing that stupid thing. 
No shout out to Quentin Richardson and his time on the Knicks. He was terrible. <laughs> OD terrible with the Knicks. But we talking about his Clipper days. Yeah, the fire brought... fire eights though. Yeah, yes. he... yeah, he, he did have some fire ass sneakers. Mm-hmm. Only and good thing out... to come out of that. Shout out to Ricky Davis, um, missing a shot on purpose to try to get a triple double. <laughs> oh, speaking of it, speaking deep of cut. deep cut right speak, there. Speaking of Jays, shout out to Goat. Oh my God, there we go. The free promo of the week from Oscar. Free promo of the week will go to Goat. <laughs> Someone tried to sell me some used Air Jordan Five grapes. Goat, let me know beforehand because the people who authenticate for Goat actually authenticate. They don't just put an X and say it's verified. Shout out to Goat. So if um, you need your sneakers, go to Goat. Also, um, Conspiracy Kels checking in as I continue to mount evidence of StockX selling con- selling fakes and StockX um, knows they sell fakes. Um, as you guys know, Burnside Bully is from the Bronx, 718-917-347. Ah, we out here. And I was at the famous Fordham Road the other day, I was taking my kids to Chipotle because they love Chipotle, and I walked past one of the Habibi sneaker spots. And for all of you people who are going to complain about me saying Habibi, you could suck my ock. I don't really care. Um, and they had a pair of Yeezys in the window, and these Yeezys had the Stock X tag on them, the verified Stock X tag. So either. That Habibi got those Yeezys from StockX with my conspiracy helmet. I think you can purchase the StockX tabs online and just put them on a pair of fakes. Yeah, I've, I've heard you can do that. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, do not purchase from StockX. We I mean, if you want to get got with your hard-earned money, then go 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 right ahead. Especially as tax season, baby. Get your sneakers on gold. Well, I mean, if the government shut down, man, and y'all got your tax money, yeah, get your well, sneakers there, on gold. There are going to be no tax returns as of now. <laughs> Guys, don't lie. That New York, um, this was just uh, New York Times two hours ago sent an alert. They will allow tax returns to be processed, and some furloughed workers will be returning. So oh. it's good to know that Republicans know that if people don't get their tax returns, they're going to lose all their poor voters who hate black people. So, wow. <laughs> You know, Jesus Christ. And um, seeing as we're talking about companies or people that hate black people, WWE wow. is. <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me when I'm lying, bro. Say less. Just tell me when I'm lying. <laughs> where's the Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Um, I know that you, the, the indies. No lies, baby. You never lie. What the, What is it? The indies is now the mainstream. And WWE is now premiering a documentary on one of the first indie darlings, Mr. Nigel McGuinness. Um, McGuinness started in the early, early 2000s. So he was part of that, like, whole AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, um, Christopher Daniels. He was a, he wrestled around those guys. Um, he was offered a contract by WWE, but he chose to go to Oscar's beloved Impact when it was known as TNA Impact. And we all know how that worked out. Um, McGinnis now does commentary for he had WWE. A good run. He had a good run. He had a pretty good run. But now he does commentary for WWE. So it's cool to see WWE continue to make these stories about their um, talent. Yo, I, and, didn't, I didn't know that was Desmond Wolf in TNA. Like yeah, I, I, I never knew that until like maybe a month ago when my brother my brother told me. He's like, he's like you remember Desmond Wolf from TNA? Because I remember I was a 
when I saw him at TNA, I didn't know about him before that, but when I saw him on TNA, I was like, yo, this guy's nice. Like, I hope he, you know, he turns into something. And then he kind of just disappeared. And then the whole name change, just, I never made, I never connected the dots. And because they don't show him on screen all the time. I couldn't, I didn't even recognize him. But, um, yeah, I, I was, I was a fan of him. And then Hogan and them took over Impact and ran that shit into the ground. He's part of yeah, the main, pretty... main event mafia, and then pff, just everything sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but he stopped wrestling because he got um, Hep C or something, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he, got what? he, he couldn't wrestle anymore. Hepatitis, yeah, hepatitis C, hepatitis so he can't C, I anymore. think. So he couldn't wrestle anymore. Like legally, nobody would let him wrestle. That's why he retired. Damn, mine is. It's pretty. <laughs> I mean, hopefully he doesn't, like, dark. say he doesn't have it the way Tommy Gunn said he didn't have it to have he... <laughs> Oh, and then he, he went to box, yeah. Yeah. Insane. Um, but referring back to my comment about companies hating black people, <laughs> oh um, a rumor that Vince McMahon is supposedly thinking of making changes to the New Day. It was very vague what Alvarez and Meltzer said. There wasn't really any, like, oh, they're breaking them up or something. They said... It's gonna be a change, and I don't like this at all. I don't like it at all. I, I don't know. Do you you guys think they're tired of doing it? They've been I doing think the same, might be. They've been doing the same. They've been doing the same shit like well, five, six years. Five, six years, right? Yeah. Eventually, you get bored of a gimmick, and even I, maybe I they want to. Big Biggie needs his title run. I've been saying this since. Yeah. Varro seen me tweet this since Biggie came to the big to the main roster. Yeah, I think Biggie needs Biggie Big e needs his title run. Probably Kofi he deserves can... it more, but they'll probably yeah, oh, give it to yeah. Big E. I think everybody just wants them to like free bird the WWE Universal Championship, which should happen. That'd be cool. Happen already. Like, I, mean, I think I, that's what everybody's waiting for. I like Xavier Woods, but I don't think he's heavyweight champion material. That's why he'd be the one to lose it if they free bird the title. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd turn on him. They'd be mad at him and get beat the shit out of him. And that's I the like new day heel run right there. He he gets squashed by you know the real heavyweight champion Daniel Bryan. Oh my god, uh, Oscar! I'm going to <laughs> remind you when you speak of Xavier Woods, you say that he is a PhD carrying member. He has a PhD. Okay, Xavier well, Woods has we a. Talking, I, well, he's got two PhDs. If you know what I'm talking about, because of he's, he's got a PhD <laughs> and a pretty huge <laughs> dick because he fucked Paige. <laughs> with, my, with my man Brad Maddox on the cams. Brad Maddox is a cuck, ladies and gentlemen. On, on the free webcams, <laughs> just like like all you marks, don't be like Brad Maddox. <laughs> don't be a cuck. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get into the real, the real stuff that happened this week. Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, which I did not know was gonna be. An almost six hour event. I thought it was going to be like three, four hours of wrestlers I have never watched before. <laughs> said it was six hours of wrestlers you've never watched before. Yeah, when I, I saw just... the, the thing, the time thing, I was like, what the fuck? I haven't even finished watching it. The last match I watched was, I think, Cody Ro- the Cody Rhodes match with uh, Juice Robinson. I think the, that's uh, what I got up to. The three Timberland special? Yeah, that's what I got up to. I 
I saw the intros to Jay White and Okada, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. Apparently, it's a big yeah. deal about Okada's gear, though. I don't. Yes. You could probably go yes, into bro. that, Kels, right? Of course, I am. Wrestle Kingdom 13. Yes, it was a. Was how long was it? I six thought hours. It was so. like six hours. When I yeah, you see- pulled it up on the app, the thing said like five hours and forty something minutes. Yeah, I just watched it on um, Daily Motion. <laughs> You watched it on Daily Motion? The whole event? Yeah. All the oh. matches go on. I told you already. Daily Motion has all the matches. I I, I don't know. I have a I have the app. I use my my friend's um subscription. Shout out to Rose. Uh, but um yo that that app is annoying to navigate. Never used it. The New Japan wrestling app. It's, it's I mean, it took me like 15 minutes to find like the correct stream cuz they all have like the title and you have to wait, and they scroll, like the title scrolls, so you can read the whole thing, and then you have to wait until you find the one that, at the end, it says English commentary. So you gotta wait, you gotta go through all the stuff, and it's, it's annoying to you, they should, they should fix the rap. But, continue with New Japan. Alright, so, now this pay-per-view was very important. Because it was the last pay-per-view for the Elite, essentially. Um, This was also a very important pay-per-view because um, all seven titles changed hands in one night, which has never happened at a New Japan show. Um, So the first match was the Maccabi... Toru Yanu and Taguchi match. Um, they defeated Suzuki Gun, Chaos, and members of the Bullet Club in a tag match. Um, uh, New Japan is one of the few, I would say, companies that care about tag match wrestling. Um, and this was a very, very in- entertaining match. Um, but it was those like crew beef matches. So, you know. Yes. That's the that was the first match, right? With Davey yeah, Boy that was, Smith in it. Yeah, that was the first match with Davey Boy Smith in it. Was was that a pre show match or something like that? It was a pre show match because okay. um Osprey Osprey was also on the pre show match. So now the next match was Alvaro made a comment to earlier was the Will Osprey versus Kota Ibushi for the never open weight champ. Um Osprey won. Um it was a twenty minute match. Uh, they had like some killer spots, especially Osprey's elbow spot. Um, now, Abushi did suffer a concussion during this match, so I think he's out of the next couple of New Japan events. Yeah. But that match was insane. Yeah, it was, like, it was a dope match. They redid that um, Ibushi Osprey spot that we yes. talked about on the last pod. But this time it was Osprey landing on his feet. I think after um, I forget what move Ibushi did, but it was like the same camera work again. Really, really cool uh, moment to recreate in that match. Yeah, it was from the um, the side, from the ropes, the ring ropes. Yes, which was uh, pretty dope. And the finish um, was crazy. Oh yeah, the finish was fucking insane. I don't. Where where do you think he picked up that concussion? You you don't think it was from that elbow, do you? No, because he hit him. If you if you slow down the elbow, he hit mm-hmm. him with his forearm. I think it was when um, 
So you know when they were on the top when Osprey was um when Ibushi was on the top rope, but he had like his back towards the the ring, and then Osprey pushed his head forward and he hit his his face on the um top of the rope on the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. and his mouth started bleeding. I think it was oh that's when where he got busted I think, open. Yes, I I think that's where he caught the concussion. Because remember, you don't need to hit your head; you can like hit your face and your brain could shake. Yeah, and you yeah. Got a concussion. Mm-hmm. So I think it maybe would have been that spot, but it was. I think that was pretty. For me, that was the match of the night. I don't think there was another match that was better than that one, and that just proved that Osprey is going to get the rocket strapped to him. Um, the next match was uh, Los Igon Bernables de Japón. Uh, Shingo Takachi and Bushi defeated the Suzuki Gun Crew made of Desperado and Kanimaru. And Rapongi 3K, which is show and yo for the IWGP junior weight, junior heavyweight tag titles. Um, like I said, once again, New Japan continues to just do um, tag team wrestling and like crews against crews and factions against factions. I do like the fact that they have a lot of titles, so which gives us more matches. Um, I didn't watch this match. Did you watch the Zack Saber match? Yes. I don't care about Zack Saber. So you I could thought talk. it was. Um... I, 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 this is my first Zack Saber Junior match. I I feel like he's he looks really lanky. Like I, he's not convincing as like a a fighter. I guess I want to say I don't really know much about both these guys. It was it was an okay match. Um, I guess Zack Saber Junior is a he's he's a British, right? He does the yeah, British, British strong style kind of thing. Cause he was kind of doing like the whole Pete Dunne. Like, uh, manipulating of the joints and submissions. That was kind of cool. And uh, he won the title. Whatever title he won. I don't know. Yo, that's what I, I wanted to bring up, Kels. Some of the titles in New Japan look look like trash. They they look like they look worse than the titles I've seen at the indie shows you've been to. They look like mini titles. Is, is that on purpose or... Because, what, some, you know... What? Because oh, some of the... Well, the thing is, remember, like... Like, some of the titles are, like... Thin. They have like thin straps, like yeah. They look they look like mini titles. They look more. They look more like boxing titles, if anything. Yeah, but I think it's, I think weird. it's just it's it's the design aspect. I think yeah. it's the design aspect. The other thing is, is like, you know, they do care about the titles, but like, the, I think New Japan just cares more about character and more about booking and rivalries than the titles. The title's always gonna be the title, because like, look at look at Naito's gimmick. Naito's been fucking. Breaking the IWGP in a continental title every time he gets it, he doesn't care. He throws it on the floor. He drags it. Yeah. He said his 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 hat is more important than the title. They don't give a damn. <laughs> they yeah, they care more about the the storylines, like like um Kels just said. The 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 titles secondary always to the storylines, which is I I think it's a dope aspect. Yeah, that's just some just something that I like. This is my first time really watching New Japan, and that's like something that jumped out at me. I was like, some of these titles look kind of. Kind of plain, kind of small. Because you're a show and you like spinning belts from WWE, that's why. Did John seen the belts? Those are all fire. I agree. That US but title le- that he had. Let me let me call you a show and <laughs> ignore the fact that I love John seeing the titles belts that spin as well. Wait, or the gotta... rated R or the rated R belt that's fun. Are fire. y'all really gonna Are y'all really gonna go there and say the spinner title was fire? Yeah. yeah. The US one was fire. The WWE one was Hell black. Yeah. The rated R one was fire. 
I think the rated R one was the second good, the second best thing Edge ever did in his career. <laughs> Oscar and Varro sit in a room and talk about how beautiful <laughs> the John Cena U.S. Spinner title is while they wear their Dada Supremes and their Mitchell and S jerseys. That's the name of the. That's the name of the pod right there. <laughs> are you are you guys are you guys gonna wear fucking Sprewell sneakers now? Spinning title belts. You guys are disgusting. In <laughs> in the words of Joe Buck, that is a disgusting act. All right, what's next? We got uh oh the Ju- we already spoke about it, but uh, the Juice Robinson he defeated Cody for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Um, no interference that much from Brandy. Um, it was an okay match. It's, it's Cody. Cody just okay. <laughs> Yo, Kels, is is Juice Robinson really good? Because I don't. Okay. that's the first time I watched him, and I and it was a big deal apparently that New Japan signed him, and I watched that match, and I was just like, I don't know if it was Cody that can't match his okay. skill or whatever, but I wasn't that impressed. This match will once again prove that Cody Rhodes, for his legacy of his name. And for his business acumen, is not a five-star wrestler or five-tim wrestler. And he can not pack on arena because his matches are always... Gimmicky? His, no, Cody Rhodes is the Chipotle of wrestling. Like, you know what you're going to get. You're, not, you're satisfied. You're not angry. You go, okay, that was decent. It did its job. Now, if you go back and watch the Juice Robinson versus Kenny Omega match, that is shows you the talent that juice is juice juice is a good talent he was he's his talent the way he was booked in wwe was stupid um and his look is especially better now in new japan and then he's a he's just a really good face in new japan so like the way they booked him as a heel in nxt it doesn't work he was in wwe too he was in nxt what was his character's name do you know his um i always forget it he his gimmick was like um he was a uh like a Greenpeace guy. He cared about saving the planet. Oh, uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't it, remember that. It was his last name. They gave him like a last name, Parker. It was pretty bad. Okay. He was, yeah, he, he was just, a, remember he was a job. He was a jobber. CJ Parker. There you go. That's his name. That was his name. CJ Parker. No, nah, I don't, I don't remember him. I yeah, didn't his, see him. No, he was a jobber. He just came out with a sign. It would say like the planet would needs to be saved. And then people would just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Nothing entertaining. But um yeah, then we got what else? Uh, we got uh, Ishimori uh, beat Kushida for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, um, which is pretty important because the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is, I guess, is a pretty much part of the top three titles in New Japan, and a title change is always important. And then now getting to I would say the second match of the night, which was the Jay White versus Okada. Um. Oh, wait, now, just the Ishimori match. Uh, I think that's like the second, third time I watched him, and I, I like, I like that guy. I think he's uh, I think he's good. I like that spot that they did um, on the the German suplex. Yes. When um, who did he verse? It was uh, it's Kushida. Oh, Kushida. Yeah. So Kushida's sitting on the middle rope, and he slides from the other side of the ring. German German suplexes him, but slides out like right before he lands on top of him and stands outside the ring. I thought that was a that was a dope move. No, Ishimura is like, a beast, like a bro. dope spot. And um, I saw him at, on Impact too. He was on he was on the pay per view for uh, I think it was like a Fatal Four Way. 
Phoenix went over in that match, but he also he stood out in that match too. But he he looks oh, like like a like a video game character, I think. <laughs> I don't know who, but he looks like a real life video game character. <laughs> I think that's why I fucks with him. <laughs> but next match, not nah, because the, or... the thing is that he's like, I don't know, it's like because he's small. Yeah, he but looks it... like Mighty Mouse kind of. <laughs> yeah, but his gimmick is so like Neville. No, his his he comes out with like this like a skull mask and he has like a leather vest. Yeah, that skull it's, mask is fire. He pretty much took AJ Styles' gimmick because he wears like the fingerless gloves and like he still does a little gun gun cock yeah, his hand. He does the gun cock. He has nice hair. He's still a vanilla midget, but you know it's pretty good. Um, Nothing wrong with those. Now, <laughs> the Jay White Okada match was the second match of the night. Um, Mr. Switchblade himself, the new leader of the Bullet Club, Jay White, faced Okada. Now, this was a very important match because <clears throat> obviously Jay White defeated Okada, which means that apparently now Jay White will be getting a title shot against Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. But Okada um, put the trunks on. Now, if anybody knows, after Okada lost to Kenny Omega, he went into a depression, according to his character, and he was wearing pants, and he gained a little bit of weight, and the announcers were saying that he had been drinking a lot, and, you know, he wasn't wrestling well, it was all the work, and then Okada still being the face, he went up against Jay White, who is a heel, and Okada and White supremely hate each other, because White kind of plays like the whole like gaijin i'm better than you card and okada is like the pride of japan um okada wearing the trunks was very important because that was his signature look during his title run when he was the rainmaker and he pretty much could never lose so you know we'll see what happens with the booking but the match was good like okada had a, a couple of good spots um did you see the match um bar when he like jumped over when he did the cross body over the barricade no, I, ha- I haven't. That's where I stopped. Cause that's when I started to fall asleep. I I made the mistake of starting the event at like nine on Friday night, <laughs> and then it was like it was like one thirty in the morning. I was like, Jesus, it's still going. Like I I just stopped. Nah, it's 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 a, it's a solid solid pay per view. Like it's we should watch good. we we should watch that shit with some food. Honestly, when I because I've one yeah. of the big NGW events with your whack ass vegan Mexican food. I'm good. <laughs> Well, when, I mean, when you're back, chef, we'll man. we'll bring real food and you can eat whatever you. Well, eat, I man. mean, chef can. I mean, the chef can make the food. We'll bring the booze. We'll you buy can, the food. He can make the food. How about you that? Can, you can eat a lettuce wrap. <laughs> Don't hey, it, you can't win with Kels. I tried to change my last time. He makes fun of me. I'm fat. He makes fun of me. <laughs> That's why you can't let his words get to you, people. No, look what he did for Flo. Flo getting himself a whatever bike that is. I'm changing Take, lives, I'm, bro. I'm taking Flo to a Timmy spot, a Tolta spot, and a Chica spot when he gets to New York City. Flo, make, sure, <laughs> make sure when you get the Peloton, you also buy a Fitbit so I can track your calories and your sleep. Because I know you don't you don't sleep. You're probably up at night watching Selino videos and um, <laughs> beating off to Andrew Luck tapes. Wow. So, you know. Wow, that's what Varo does too. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, mine, gosh. mine are uh, 
play up Mark Sanchez highlights, okay? Butt fumble, baby. Everything before the butt fumble. Before we are the three, butt fumble. Those we three, are three heartbroken Jeff fans. Man. Listen, I'm happy Terrell Reeves got his um got his uh title. Oh wait, 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 hold on. You know what? I'm gonna bring this up. Now, as you know, um Oscar and I are are what we call the the prime beauties of America, aka the political toys, aka veterans. And you guys can look this up. And this is a real thing. ESPN one time made a segment about cornerbacks who play man coverage. So for those of you who don't know football, man coverage is when you go one-on-one with a wide receiver. Now, somehow, someway, some asshole in the ESPN studio thought it was funny to parlay this and kind of contrast it with soldiers because apparently cornerbacks, when they're one-on-one with a wide receiver, they call it going down range. Now, I didn't know that covering a wide receiver for five seconds on a play was equal to being in the desert for 12 months and having your wife fuck somebody else. So I want answers. I want answers. All right? All right? And back to NJPW. <laughs> Listen, I am not making this up. I am not making this up. This is oh, a I, real Oh, I don't, I don't doubt it because I know segment. ESPN does dumb stuff. This is a real segment. All right? And this was ran on what? ESPN. But what was Terrell Reeves' numbers on man-to-man coverage, though? Oh, amazing. He's one of the greats. Reeves, Reeves, after the Super Bowl that he won with the Patriots, was trash. But Reeves, when he got traded, was a beast. Shout out to Reeves. That's the only authentic Jets uniform I still have. Other than than Joe Broadway. And no shout out to Antonio Cromartie because he cannot pull out. So 15 (laughs) kids or whatever it was. That's why, you know. But that was a dynamic duo when we had them shutting down people. Amazing. But um, I guess we should move on, right? Yes. Um, we also have Naito versus Chris Jericho, which was a great match. Um, Chris Jericho did his amazing heel work. And then Naito won with a... Um, he hit Ter- Jericho with a title. And then he hit him with a Destino. And now Naito gets his title back. And... Chris Jericho, there was also something on Twitter where, like, Chris Jericho, like, tickled Naito's thigh at the end of the match. Um, so, Chris Jericho was very happy with the outcome of that match. Um, did he say pause? The last match. <laughs> he did it to CM Punk when I miss CM Punk. So, apparently, Jericho does that to people that put on a great match with him. But, um... I do, too. Uh, we talk about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> When oh, I go Lord. past my 10-minute WCW draw limit. Oh, Lord. If, if you was a WCW fan, you know I'm talking about the TV titles with 10-minute matches. <laughs> um, All right. Main event. Right? On, main event, <laughs> yes. It was uh, Tanahashi defeated Kenny Omega in a 39-minute match. Um, I don't know. For some reason, this match was kind of funny to me. The pacing was kind of off. But um, Omega did not never got to hit his one-winged angel. He did hit a bunch of V-triggers. Um, Tanahashi, I know his finisher is the frog splash, but his frog splash is not impressive. Um, that's one of the main problems I have with Tanahashi. He's a great wrestler, but I hate his frog splash. Um, that's how he beat Kenny. He hit him with a second frog splash and won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, now, as we said, seven titles changed hands. 
all of the elite wrestlers lost. They all went out clean, and they will continue to have a relationship with Japan. Um, two of the things that came out of this pay-per-view was that Jay White is next to get a title shot against Tanahashi, and apparently Will Ospreay, um, seeing that the rocket is strapped and is ready, is learning J- Japanese. He is going to start cutting promos in Japanese, and apparently he is going to move to Japan to further his New Japan career, which is good. Wait, so hold up. What you're trying to tell me is someone left a company as a champ. Someone left the company, and even though they were champion, they dropped the belt. Sounds like something someone else should have done a long time ago. You know what? <laughs> not, that's just, that's just ridiculous. Man. That's fucked up. I'm looking at you, Medusa. I don't know where you guys thought I was going. Oh, I was about to say, if you subscribe to... To the Brett screw Brett shit, I was about to go crazy. To throw my mic. <laughs> that was an Alundra Blaze reference. Okay, I don't no. know. You guys, you guys thought the worst of me. Now, um, Oscar. Yes. Seeing as you're traveling and looking for your um, your wife that you paid for, who's missing apparently. <laughs> if, if you guys. Don't this know, is Oscar the worst looking for his storyline. I am vegan. That is the only that he's... is the only storyline we're going with. Any other storyline <laughs> they come up with is a lie. He's I'm looking trying. for his bride in Missouri, who he purchased, and she apparently got lost in customs. I so... wish I was in Missouri. I'm actually in another state that I thought was going to be Missouri, but it starts with an M as well. Oh yeah, you're in crappy Mississippi. But um, did you watch Impact Homecoming or not? Nah? I was I was not able to watch my beloved Impact Wrestling. Dude, you were supposed I, to cover this part. What the fuck? I, well, <laughs> my bad for not being able to watch Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened at the pay-per-view. Did anybody so, watch it or am I the only one who watched this shit? I haven't had a chance to watch it either. <laughs> so I guess give a quick rundown. You know, my, my nah, son. Let's just, let's just watch it and cover it. We'll talk about it next week. No, well, I mean, you might as well talk about it. I'm still you know, gonna watch it later on. My, kind, my son, I don't want spoilers. <laughs> well, it's not I, gonna be. Well, everyone, if if most people are gonna watch it, because by the time it's next week, it's gonna be like a ten day old fucking pay per view. So my son asked me to go to the park because he wanted to ride his bike, and I told him no because I had to watch this pay per view. And let me tell you, and he has a coat, Varo. Still, it's cold. Don't take out your kid in the cold. My son has a goose down. We don't worry about that. <laughs> We don't. We don't have kids. So I don't know. We should be telling him what to do with his kid. Don't tell me what to do with my kid, bro. All right. Now, now, I'm very angry because I should have gone outside and rode, watched my son ride his bike. Because Impact Homecoming was like when a girl tells you this is gonna be the best pussy you have, and then you have sex with her, and she just lays there. It was damn whack. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, match of the night? Match of the night was obviously LAX versus the Lucha Bros. Of course. It was flippy floppy to the max, which was pretty good. Um, Taya Valkyrie came back and defeated Tessa Blanchard. So she's a new Impact Knockout Champion, which I don't agree with. Wait, who um, won the Lucha Bros in LAX? Um, LAX. LAX okay. retained. Um, you guys would be happy because Pentagon did a Canadian Destroyer off of Phoenix's back, which is a pretty good spot. So um, he jumped off of Phoenix's back and caught Santana. 
with how a was, um how was the ultimate x match the ultimate x match was pretty well so what happened was when the match started everybody ran and tried to climb the pole to get the title which was good but then something happened where it kind of me it looked like the title fell off of the of the ropes so like rich swan was like holding it between his legs and then like put it back up because if not the match would have been over <laughs> Um, wow. it was, it was very flippy floppy. Um, Rich Swan won. Um, so he became the new exhibition champion. Christopher Daniels the day before said that he thought that they were going to surpass anything the former X division had done. And that was a lie. Um, yeah, looking at that lineup, I, I don't know why he would tweet that. He probably got paid. Um, Jordan Grace. <laughs> Jordan Grace and Kiero Hogan defeated Sue Young and Ali. It was a short ass match. It's like super short. Dark and now, you know, <laughs> LAX versus Lucha Bros was worth watching this pay per view. Also, Eli Drake defeated Abyss in a monster ball match. Nobody cares about Abyss, but <laughs> yeah, my problem say Abyss still wrestled. Two thousand nine called. That's what I said, bro. <laughs> but now we let's get to Johnny Impact. And the machine Brian Cage. Um, so this match overall was going well for a while. It was pretty good. The crowd was into it. And then came the end of the match. So uh, it, Johnny Impact was on the outside of the ropes of the of the ring on the on the uh, which whatever you call that the apron the, outs- the apron. apron yes. Um, Brian Cage was in the inside of the ring. And Brian Cage was trying to suplex Johnny Impact into the ring. Um, while when Brian Cage picked him up the first time, Johnny Impact placed his feet on the third rope. And then he dropped back down to the apron. Cage picked him up again. And then Impact put his feet on the middle rope and dropped down to the apron. And then Cage finally picked him up and suplexed him. And I think it was supposed to be a spot where Cage was supposed to hit a suplex and then Impact was kind of supposed to, like, turn the suplex into a roll-up. And Brian Cage looked like he slipped. He fell on his back. Johnny Impact rolled off of his back and then just pinned Brian Cage and won. And then when Johnny Impact left the ring, Brian Cage cut a promo saying that it was a fluke that he lost and then as Johnny Impact is walking away with his girlfriend or his wife, Taya Valkyrie, um, Killer Cross comes out, beats up Johnny Impact, and then power bombs Taya into the crowd. The God. The fans chant Killer Cross to end the pay-per-view. So the botch was pretty bad. Like you can he- you hear me describe it, you're like, okay, that doesn't sound that bad, but go back and watch it, and it's like it's a blatant fucking botch. It's not even like like I'm, I don't know if the if Impact is like doing this on purpose because the match with Austin Aries, we never even got clarification if that was a work or not. <laughs> but I like, remembered that <laughs> these fake shoot matches, like I don't like it was pretty badly done. So overall, the pay per view was yeah. But did Killer Cross look? Did Killer Cross look like a star? That's really he, all that matters to came, me. He came out strong. The fans were like Killer Cross. They were chanting the name. You know, that's really all that matters. It was you know. Give that man the belt. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to watch him. Well, give that man the belt and then let him get a contract with WWE. Uh, Vince, imagine. Vince, Vince will push him. 
him and Daniel Bryan conspiracy versus conspiracy? I can't stop. I just just <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could live with a life like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much Impact's pay per view. I don't know what else. Um, are we gonna talk about Raw and SmackDown? Um, let's see. Anything stand out from SmackDown? Oh, I was. They. I remember. I texted y'all when I was watching Raw that they're listening to us because <laughs> Apollo Cruz got an Intercontinental title shot. We talked about how we were bored with the open challenge and who we said should come out, and I said Apollo Cruz should come out. He he can put on a good match with uh you know with a uh, Seth Rollins. He would have put on a great match, and Dean Ambrose, who I think is not as good of a worker as Seth Rollins. And he and Apollo still had a great had a great match. He might have been the one elevating Dean Ambrose, to be honest. I know Marks are angry right now, but and I'm not Dean, Am- Dean and Ambrose not, can have a good match. And I'm not a huge Apollo Cruz fan either. Dean Ambrose can have a good match. Yeah, but sometimes his his matches are not good. WWE oh, yeah. has ruined Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, well, well I mean, that, but go back to the original Dirty Deeds, please. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying, Apollo Crews got a title shot. I called it. I was right. Fuck you, Marks. So if you're um, listening to us, WWE, we don't ask for much. Oscar will take payments and merch. I I won't, yeah. but Oscar will. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anything. What? I mean, nothing really happened. So that was the Triple H and Rollins promo where Triple H told told Rollins no rematch is guaranteed anymore. There was a battle royale which Apollo Cruz won and then Cruz lost. Um, the booty clapper Bobby Lashley. Um, beat, Mr. Cheeks. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> lights, camera, action. Yeah. He, um, Shout he out, beat, Lost Boys. He beat Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins DQ'd himself. And then McIntyre beat the shit out of Ziggler in a cage and cut a promo. That's pretty much it. There's not... And then Alexa Bliss got, got her own show now. So what happened? Okay, that covers Raw. What, anything big on SmackDown, gentlemen? Um, well, remember, Raw tonight. Raw is also tonight, which they announced John Cena, Braun, Hulk Hogan, and Lesnar. But that's ongoing right now, so we don't know. But SmackDown... Um, AJ Styles is the number one contender for the title at Royal Rumble. Um, Becky Lynch got over on John Cena with her promo. And then she also got over in the ring because she threw him out of the ring in the tag match and made Zelina Vega tap for the win. That's good. Don't let Almas take that. Take that pin uh, or whatever. Triple H and Asuka discussed who she would like to defend the title against. She said anyone. And then all the girls came out and were like, I should get the title shot. I should get the title shot. So then Triple H was like, I'll be back next week. But I think the most important thing, obviously, there was a Becky Lynch and John Cena promo, but the New Day's promo. Wait, Oscar, did was... you watch this? No. No? Oh, you would have you would have lost your, your mind. The New Day's promo, they went super, super ultra meta. Um, Big E cut the Steiner promo, the one-third. And then Kofi ranted about not getting a title shot for 13 years. 
So all three of the New Day will be in the Rumble this year. So, you know. So none of them will win. Well, WWE <laughs> will give us three examples of how much they care about black people. Four examples if you include Bobby Lashley and his headband. <laughs> I think they might they might put Big E last four. I'm throwing that out there right now. Ooh, that's that's a good prediction. I think Kofi, my, Kofi's going to have one of his typical rumble. typical rumble spots. Yeah, he'll, he'll have a spot, but I think Big E's going to be last four. If WWE wants to show me that they don't, they're not doing up their old shit again. Kofi should not do a spot. True, but he will because That's Kofi's job for the Royal Rumble is to come up with creative ways to stay in the ring. Mm-hmm. Which is how about kind. we just keep him in the ring for forty, forty-five minutes, and you have a great showing without a spot? That's what I would prefer. No, you want him to win the whole thing? I mean, I would love that too, but. No, no, I want him to win the whole thing, but I'm basing this off of the way Vince McMahon books everything. So, well, I mean, you always need that Rumble spot for us. They even do it in the the Women's Royal Rumble. Vince McMahon thinks Kofi Kingston is Kofi is Coco Beware, bro. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Once again, Vince McMahon does not know what a burrito is. So, people think I'm lying, but that's a real that's a real thing. Look it up. And and he's also been defending the R. Kelly of WWE, Pat Patterson, for 50 years. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> talking about talking about being R. Kelly, we need a being Pat Patterson fucking documentary. Brooklyn Brawler be yelling in them streets. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just to, just just because everybody thinks that. I be making up shit. I'm going to read you guys the Vince McMahon burrito story. Okay? So there was a story pinched to Vince McMahon that they were going to give Big Show a spiked burrito. Okay? So Big Show's going to eat. He's going to cut a vignette. They're going to spike his food. Big Show eats the burrito and he passes out. And Vince says, who the hell knows what a burrito is? And all the writers in the room say, we know what a burrito is. And Vince goes, where the hell have I been? Now, this may sound like a normal thing, but every day at noon, Vince's secretary would walk into his office with a burrito. It was a steak burrito cut in half, and he would put ketchup on it. And every day he was eating a burrito and not knowing what it was. He thought it was just a wrap. That's crazy. Ketchup? On a burrito? That's crazy. That's not that's not cows would do. Bro, I don't fucking like ketchup. <laughs> don't ever disrespect me like that ever again, bro. <laughs> and by cows, I mean cows is people because they put ketchup on everything. Do you do you know do you know that my wife and I have had problems over ketchup? <laughs> Because I refuse to have it in the house, and she like lathers everything in ketchup. Well, yeah, that's what I, that was my point. But my wife's not Dominican; she's Puerto Rican, bro. Same difference. And Dominicans don't lather everything in ketchup. We lather it in ketchup and mayonnaise. Oh, mayo, mayo ketchup. My bad. Mayo, mayo ketchup. Mayo, mayo ketchup, aka chimmy sauce. Chimmy sauce is life. If you've never had a chimmy, only y'all will have chimmies when y'all come to New York City. You can't not on, have not on a me. chimmy. You can't <laughs> have chimmies anymore. You're vegan. You can't have chimis. 
I said I I I'm gonna get a vegan to me. Oh my god! Oh All right, my let's god. end this episode right now. <laughs> you know what's funny? There is a there is a vegan spot in the Heights that has vegan to me. Yeah, I know. Oh that's why I said it. No. What's, the, what's the name of the spot? Hold on, hold on. It's um, I went here Jesus. before. Um, it's on one seventy fifth. What is the Look name of this place? Me. I'm in there. Oh, it's 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 this. Let me tell you something. So if you guys want to understand why I hate vegans. Do yourself a favor if you live in New York City and pay a visit to Pocion Lounge. It's P-O-C-I-O-N Lounge. Pocion Lounge. Now, it's a vegan restaurant, and they sell vegan food, um, and they have vegan drinks. Now, that's not my problem with the place. The problem with the place is that this place, let me see if I can find it has a mural on their wall. And of Daniel Bryan? No, 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 no. And their mural <laughs> says the most ridiculous shit I have ever read in my entire life. Hopefully somebody took a picture of it. How's the vegan swimming taste, though? It, it tasted like what you expect it to taste like. Okay? Um, amazing. You know what? I'm... <sighs> Trash. I, it was okay. Wait, wait, let me. Where's the pictures? Okay, so I'm in there. Send me the, send me the link, please. <laughs> oh, here you go. I found it. The mural says, "Skip the diet. Just eat healthy. Drink better. Feel better. Let food be thy medicine, and medicine thy food. What you put in your mouth will become you. Be wise. You were born to be real." Not to be perfect. Let your partner watch you drink. Return the favor and watch his. What kind what? of hippie bullshit Can I, is this? This is going on my Instagram page. Time meow. <laughs> that's that's on the Yelp review page. It's it's on the Yelp page. It's disgusting. For well, Xiong Lounge, back. Yeah. Say less. It's going on my IG. Wow. This is this is. I'm tired of this shit. We'll be tired. Because we're not going vegan. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> this is a monster you created, Kells. How is this my fault? <laughs> this is Daniel Bryan's fault. We were just blaming you for the fat shaming. You know, Whatever. Whatever, guys. <laughs> I'm about to eat me some quinoa pops. Jesus. Oh my god. I'd rather be hung- I'd rather be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that wraps up <laughs> this week's podcast. I hope right. everyone had a great New Year celebration. Let's hope NJPW keeps it up. Let's let's hope. All elite wrestling signs some good talent besides 70 year old Christopher Daniels and Curry Man. And suicide. Suicide was the man. Ain't anything to add, gentlemen? Nah, man. I think that's it. I think that's it. We out. Vegan Oscar's out. <laughs> All right. Later, y'all. All right, peace. All right. Peace.